Hello and welcome back to The Daily Royal, a podcast covering the daily events of all the European royal families. Today, we're going to be talking about all of the events from Tuesday, September 8th of 2020. And we are going to get started today with the Belgian royal family. heads up at the beginning. We are going to have a bit of a longer podcast. There was so much content today um, that we have a lot to talk about. Um, So the first thing is Belgium was actually really light, um, which is fine because we're going to have a long podcast. Um, So this morning, Queen Mathilde visited the Wikifin Lab, um, which is an interactive center um, where children who are in secondary school, which basically means they're teenagers, so it's 12 and up, um, can learn about different financial situations. So it's all um, like simulation based and um, it's it's so cool. Um, and it teaches financial literacy from a much earlier age than I received any. Um, and I just think like that's so important. Um, and this seems, from what I could tell, seems like a really um, fun and interactive way to talk about what this um, world of money looks like um, and different scenarios that people can face in regards to money. Um, so that was great. Um, I don't know why I keep talking about it other than like it's my favorite thing um, is that Matilde again wore a matching face mask to her dress. She has worn this combo before, but it still makes me so happy every time. Um, and it makes me like really happy to see. So I, like I've mentioned before, I don't know every country's coronavirus situation. I do know Belgium is pretty, um, it's okay ish now, but it, it did have a, a rough go of it for a while. Um, and so it makes me happy to see that the Belgian royals are still wearing face masks, which of course is in compliance with the um, regulations that the Belgian government has set up. So nothing surprising there, but it does make me happy to see um, coming from an American perspective. Um, So that is what was going on in Belgium. So we are now going to move on to the British royal family. Today, before we get into the event in the royal family, um, we have a Queen Elizabeth and Prince Philip update to discuss. Um, It's not really that serious, but sometimes it's fun to make it sound that serious. So today, Buckingham Palace, which is like the official statement place for the activities of the goings-ons, going-ons of Queen Elizabeth and the Duke of Edinburgh. Um, And so what was stated is that they're leaving Balmoral. So they're leaving Scotland um, and they're going to go to 
Sandringham for a little bit, which I think is like the weekend. I mean, it is the weekend or like a countryside residence. Um, So they're going to go there. And then they will return to Windsor till October and pending things going on um Queen Elizabeth will take residence in Buckingham Palace again and potentially resume official duties again this is very hard to predict especially given that the UK has added a law um which we are also going to talk about because I think it like ties in with this conversation and also will impact um probably some royal going ons um so today it was announced that starting September 14th which is in basically a week um the UK is banning it is a it is going to be illegal to host or socialize in groups of more than six now there are quite a few exceptions to this but that is going to be law, um, or it is law, and it starts on the 14th. So here's what that can impact. I don't think it really will because we're not seeing a lot of nor- quote-unquote normal royal engagements anyway, um, but it does mean like more embargoed stuff will probably happen, Um I would venture to say that the press pool is going to go from, like, one or two royal reporters to one um, and things like that. Um, So it's going to be an interesting time in the UK. And I keep saying the UK, but Scotland and Wales have different rules because they are experiencing COVID differently. Um, So, yeah. Um, I think this is primarily because, like, it is now becoming fall um, and fall weather and back to school and almost flu season. And so because COVID symptoms and flu symptoms present so similarly, everyone's being extra cautious. I expect something like this to go on in basically every country. Um, I think the UK is the first to do it. Maybe they have learned from their previous COVID mistakes. Who knows? Um, Other countries have not learned, is my guess, um, and aren't implementing as strict of measures as of right now. (laughs) But it's only September 8th. There's a lot of, like, like I said the other day, there's a lot of year left given how long 2020 has been. Um, so that happened. And so now we're going to actually move into the event, which I was so excited about. And then I saw all of this, like, rules and laws. And it was just like, oh, well, there's a damper on the day because I needed one, I guess. I don't know. Um, but anyway, today the Duchess of Cornwall visited a primary school, um, So it is Literacy Day. I don't know if it's international or just specific to the UK, um, but the Duchess of Cornwall is 
the patron of the Literacy Trust. So this is like a big day for that organization. Um, So she went to this primary school to open their new school library, as well as the school's virtual library, which I wanted more information on, but there wasn't any to be found. I didn't go to the school's website because I felt like that was like an invasion. Um, There are just some things like children's safety and security that I won't cross, even if it's just to Google what their virtual library is. Um, So she officially opened the library, um, hung out with some kids, everything looked pretty socially distanced, um, and then also participated in a school assembly where a poet came and, like, got the kids all excited and riled up about poetry. It was great. I loved everything about it. Um, so that was really, really exciting. It was an amazing event, um, and it just got overshadowed by, like, other stuff going on. Um, you know, the Queen's announcement about her residential status is making front page news when, like, (sighs) Camilla's really cool event is not going to. Um, but that's just, like, that's just some of the politics of the UK that I don't understand. Actually, I do understand them. I just choose not to partake in them (laughs) because it's nonsense. Um, And so that was going on with the British royal family. I loved the Camilla event. Everything else, I mean, the Queen's announcement was, like, hopefully optimistic um, about returning to engagements next month. But, again, COVID and the flu season, I I don't expect to see her until there's a functional, believable, trustworthy COVID vaccine. So, (laughs) anyway... Um, so that is what was going on in the British royal family. And now we are going to move on to the Netherlands. Today, Queen Maxima visited several people um, in their homes um, who are receiving care by, like, um, family or close friend as caregivers. Um, So they have decided to, as of right now, live at home and not in, like, a residential care facility um, and are being taken care of by their family and close friends. Um, One, I think it is so cool sort of. I'll caveat this in a minute. I think it is very, it's a very cool concept that Maxima went into their homes. Like, I think that's a really interesting way of doing this visit where she was primarily trying to learn about how the virus has impacted their day-to-day lives. Um, You know, whether their caregivers have been able to have come to visit or like what that situation has looked like because as we all know um the elderly are the most vulnerable population out there to this virus um and so like the whole point of this was a it was a covid working visit which king will alexander and queen maxima have done several of um and it was to discuss what covid has done to 
um, people who are receiving unofficial like caregiving. Um, so they're not being cared for by like an in-home nurse or anything like that. They aren't to the point that they need that in their lives, but they are elderly and have people taking care of them in some way, shape or form. So I thought that was really cool, but I didn't love, and I, I try to be very careful about criticizing, but I also think like every now and then it's important that you hear my opinion. Um, a lot of times I don't share it, but I thoroughly am not pleased that a queen who was in Greece two weeks ago, not social distancing, and I get that they apologized and they did the right thing, but they still did not social distance, is now gone in to a senior citizen's home. She, that picture was released like two weeks and two days ago. What? Why? Why? Why go into their home? I don't, I don't understand. And again, I don't know every country's COVID situation and I own up to that. But like, it can't be so gone in the Netherlands that this is reasonable. I love the idea. I think it's great. But she was in another country two weeks ago where she had to apologize for not social distancing. I'm, I'm not pleased about that part. I love the idea. I love the concept. Thoroughly unimpressed with the execution. Now, I am one person. I don't think, like, this isn't causing a kerfuffle. Um... In the media that I've seen, I don't think it's actually that big of a deal. But I, as a person who, like, just went through a situation where I thought I had caught COVID because I let my guard down, I don't love this. I just, I don't. And I think, like, it's important for me to say that. Um, because otherwise, I'm going to sit here and say, like, it was the most awesome event and it's not going to be true. And, like, sometimes that's fine. And... Yeah, sometimes I'm like, yeah, I think this was really cool. And, like, I did. But there were also times I found problems with things. Um, and this is one that I just think is really important to to say. Um, you may disagree, and that's okay. Um, but, yeah. So, cool event in theory. Wish she would have waited, like, another week to do such a thing. But that's me. Um you know, I don't make these decisions. I just talk about them. So with that, we are just going to move on to the Norwegian royal family and talk about what they were up to. Prince Akun had a pretty busy day today um, after 
you know, the big weekend he had with his family, and then he had a couple of audiences yesterday. Um, But today he visited the town. He actually visited a couple towns in Norway. Um, The first was a town that I'm going to pronounce as Mos. Um, And he visited the, the, a church there that is turning, that is celebrating its 900th anniversary. 900 years. That church has apparently been standing. I'm sure it's had a couple of structural things redone, but that church has been in existence for 900 years. So there's some perspective. Um, I thought that was so cool. <laughs> um, I'm still stuck on the fact that things in Norway are 900 years old. Um, I know there are a lot of things like that, especially in Scandinavia, as they're kind of like perceived as one of the oldest populations in the world. Um, And so there are a lot of things that like are over 900 years old, but I think it's just so cool. Um, So that was his morning. And then later on in the afternoon, he visited a town that I'm not even going to try to pronounce um, where they had had a COVID outbreak in August, um, and got it under control really quickly. So they shut down schools immediately. Um, they did kind of all of these emergency steps really, really, really early. Um, like put their whole town on lockdown, no one in or out, um, anything like that. And they pretty much eradicated the outbreak, which is amazing. It's amazing what doing things that are preventative will do. Um, So he was able to go visit the town, um, open their, like, I think it was their city hall, um, visit a COVID testing site, which it's amazing how they all kind of look the same throughout the world. Like the Norwegian one looks exactly like the one I was tested in. Um, so that was kind of cool to see, um, And then he also was able to chat at a very, like, very strong social distancing situation, um, but with school-aged children and some of the town representatives. um, Everything was outside. He did not go inside a building whatsoever. Um, He maintained extreme social distancing, like, I would say, um, over two meters and probably over six feet as well. I mean... Obviously, it would be, um, but still, like, maintained good social distancing habits. Um, And so, again, this is kind of one of those things. I guess I'm just going to be, like, a Debbie Downer today because this is one of those things that I'm like, okay, Akun is young and healthy and, to my knowledge, has not been out of Norway in the past two weeks. In fact, I know he hasn't because two weeks ago he was walking on a trail and wouldn't even walk into Sweden, okay? Okay. So, like, he has not left the country. Um, He did social distancing, all of that. Like, it was fine. Um, But again, why? Why expose ourselves? I don't understand why we would go to a town that had an outbreak a month ago. Why? (sighs) I'm very pessimistic today about people doing stupid things around COVID time. I'm mad about it. I don't like it. Um, 
because I just did a stupid thing and I <laughs> was scared for a while that I had COVID. I don't, by the way. If you're new, I had COVID symptoms last week. I got tested, got my results. I'm negative. It's fine. Um, <laughs> but, like, it's because I let my guard down. And so I don't understand why people in role model roles, like they're literally the role model for their country, are doing things like this. But again, following regulations of their country, it's all okay. I, as an American, have a much different view because my country is, well, we've never really experienced a dip to be in another spike. We're just still in the spike from March. Six months of just spike. Anyway, um, so that was Norway. You guys, I'm really sorry. I'm like on fire tonight. I'm all worked up. I don't know why. Um, but with that, we are going to move on to Spain. This morning in Spain, King Felipe had an audience with the Director General of the Organization uh, for the Prohibition of Chemical Weapons. Um, yep, that pretty much speaks for itself, right? Great. Okay, moving on. <laughs> uh, then, uh, later on in the day, uh, King Felipe was and Queen Letizia participated in the commemorative day of cooperation or of the cooperators. Um, so this is an organization. <laughs> Sorry, I was just looking at my script for the day and I wrote half of Spain's portion in Spanish. Whoops. Okay, so Cooperation Spain is an organization um, that is like put together by the um, Spanish Foreign Ministry. So it's similar, if you're an American, it's similar to US, USAID, um, which is an organization sponsored by the State Department to go help in um, third world countries. And so Cooperation Spain is kind of the exact same thing. Um, and so, like, they have been kind of everywhere. So... Um, usually whoever the consort is of the Spanish monarch is really involved in these um, organizations. So Letizia has gone to, um, I think she was in Mozambique last year um, on a cooperation trip. Um, she's been to Haiti and Honduras and a couple of other countries in the Central America region. Um, trying to think if she's done any other ones. Um, I don't know. But so the they're kind of based in these third world countries um, and they do different programs. So like the one in Haiti had um, a banana field that Cooperation Espanol uh, Cooperation Spain, sorry, speaking Spanish now, um, put in place. 
Um, they also had an orphanage uh, run by the Catholic Church that uh, Cooperation Spain had put in some money to. Um, lots of things like that. It's a very cool program. Um, and so they were celebrating that in like a, <laughs> a meeting style um, where different people would like, they were on Zoom and then there were like six or seven people in the meeting room. Um, and Felipe and Letizia participated in this meeting. Um, so that was a pretty cool event. Um, I haven't looked yet to see if this was something that happened last year, um, and what that was like, but, um, this is what it was this year. That, you know, that's the situation. Um, Spain is another country that is taking COVID extremely seriously. Um, masks are still required, I think, in every community, um, like, it's very serious still there. Um, and people are taking it seriously, which is good. Um, so, you know, props to Spain for doing that. And, um, you know, since I'm giving everyone else crap today about it, uh, Spain is doing a great job. Very excited to um, say that, at least. Um, so that was going on in Spain today. Um, tomorrow... I think Felipe really just has audiences all day, but there could be a potch list in there. We'll see. Um, we'll see what tomorrow brings. So with that, we are going to move on to Sweden. Today was a pretty important day for um, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia, um, as it was the official opening of the Swedish parliament, which they call the Riksdag. Um, and so this is an event held every year um, when parliament comes back into session after like their summer holidays. Um, and it's usually attended by, like, every member of the royal family that resides in Sweden. Um, but, of course, this year it was very different. Um, so I had kind of thought maybe, like, King Carl goes, like, the, the top four. Um, so King Carl goes off Queen Sylvia, Crown Princess Victoria, and Prince Daniel would be a part of it. But it turned out it was just King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia, which I thought was, like, a responsible choice to make. Um... And so there are kind of two components to the day. There's the traditional morning church service uh, attended by um, normally the royal family. But again, this year, King Carl Gustav and Queen Sylvia. Um, and then there is the official opening session where, um, the King, where King Carl Gustav will give a speech, um, which I haven't found a translated version yet. So I don't know what he said. Um... I know a few words in Swedish, but not enough to make any sense of what his speech said. Um, so I don't, I don't know. Um, but I did notice that it was extremely socially distanced. So at the church service, it was, um, 
King Carl Gustav, Queen Sylvia, the Prime Minister of Sweden, and then the President of the Riksdag. Um, and the President and Prime Minister were accompanied by their wives. So, like, six people, and then, like, the... I think they call them priests in the Swedish Swedish church, I think. Um, like, it was very small, um, when normally it's a huge event. Um, and then in the parliament building, it was very social distance. I think I counted, like, three chairs between each person seated every other row. Um, so there was a lot of social distancing happening there. Um, which was great. So props to Sweden, props to Spain for great social distancing measures. Um, and so with that, you guys, like I said at the beginning, I knew this was going to be long. There was a lot to cover and I'm in a mood. <laughs> um, hopefully it doesn't come across like I'm being a jerk, but you know, sometimes, sometimes with a daily podcast, you get what you get. <laughs> um, I am in a mood and this was the target of my mood today. Um, not in bad mood. I'm just like in a mood. <laughs> um, so with that <laughs> nonsense train right there that I just went on, um, we are going to end the podcast. Um, so thank you so much for listening. I will be back tomorrow. Um, and like I, like I always say, please check out the Instagram. Uh, it's at the daily Royal. Um, and it has all the pictures from today and a little less commentary. So maybe it'll be good for today. Um, but until we talk tomorrow, have a great day and I'll talk to you then. Bye.